On the suya you have cartels? Otherwise in the drawer there, there are cartels. But you have to play them loud, otherwise they don't hear. Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Brahma Nichana Shri Adaita Gharana Shiva Sanjay Thank you. 
Hare Krishna
surnames. Hare Krishna. So, welcome back. Um, we are uh, here in Vindavan, slowly going into uh, into winter, and uh, which is a a time uh, which is more reflective. Now the busy days of Kartik are getting behind us, and uh, we're slowly. Um, we'll see how people will run away from the cold and uh, one, one by one, sometimes in batches, and, uh, and it will get quiet and, and peaceful and in some ways a nice time. Um, this week I, uh, I'm thinking about uh, conviction, thinking about faith and, and trust um, as a topic and um, because I think many of us are, are part of this movement and uh, but we all are here with with different faith so in one sense we're all part of a different movement because we have a different faith um, like in, in the year 99, I did a seminar called From 66 to 99. You don't see on the screen, but my hands are down. And so the arms are making the legs of the sixes and, and the legs of the nine. And the nine, in 66, the mood was... Uh, the Hare Krishna movement is taking over the world. We're all on the way back to Godhead. And uh, it's just uh, an amazing miracle what is happening here. In 99, the mood changed. And the mood was, if your guru is a Parama Prestapriya Saki, then possibly, theoretically, you could go back to Godhead in one lifetime. But in practical reality, it never happens and may take many lifetimes. So you may as well get realistic about your life kind of thing ah well now it's uh, 2022 things have uh, have moved along again so many years and uh, in me some of that spark of 66 uh, has been ignited long ago uh, that faith that we can go back to Godhead this lifetime, that that is the special mercy of this movement. Uh, it is stated that the goal of human life in, is prema pumarta mahan, to attain Krishna prema. And of course, it's, uh, it's rarely attained. Uh, it's very rarely attained. Manushanam sahasrishu kaschit yatati siddhiya yatatama bhisiddhanam kaschinam vititatvataha is one verse from the Bhagavad Gita which speaks about many thousands who are endeavoring for perfection of those who are endeavoring for perfection. Only one may hardly know me in truth. So 
it's uh, it's not so easy to just attain Krishna Prem in this life. And if that's the goal, then are many people in this movement successful? Um, by that standard, uh, maybe not. Uh, although, you know, on a more optimistic side, I could say that Iswara Tadadini Subhali says it is such a prema maiti kripopeksi yakarodi samadhyama. The definition of a madhyama adhikari from the 11th canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. As long as you don't talk. Um, so the uh, the uh, definition of a Madhyamadikari from Srimad Bhagavatam is describing that uh, the Madhyamadikari for Ishvara, he has prem. Okay? The word prem is used. So uh, that's interesting because uh, generally we reserve prem for the Uttama Adhikari in our understanding of the philosophy. And, you know, we would, of course, we, we hear that it is the same. Uh, a mango, but still an unripe mango, not fully ripened. So, uh, but it is interesting because the love of the Madhyam Adhikari, the intermediate devotee, is of the same nature, at least, as, as the more matured Krishna Prem that is there in the Uttama Adhikari. It's not that... Therefore, love of God is something alien. It is something natural. It is, uh, it is just that that natural love is developing to, uh, to, to greater heights and, and uh, greater levels. Mm. The prerequisite for Srila Prabhupada did not speak so much about uh, the goal as being Krishna Prem, Srila Prabhupada substituted this with uh, the phrase, back to Godhead. And that was sort of like, uh, uh, well, what shall I say? It, it was something extraordinary, something uh, where you say, okay, where does that come from? Right? Um, that motto uh, of back to Godhead, his magazine became back to Godhead, the phrase, back to Godhead, became very central to Srila Prabhupada's teachings. And uh, back to Godhead is, um, is meaning to go back to the spiritual world. Um, and of course, in an extended definition, to already um, be closely connected to the Supreme Lord. Here in this material world, to already be a liberated soul in the present. Um, um, anyway, back to Godhead is something that Srila Prabhupada uh, described as possible for conditioned souls. Um, it wasn't the prerequisite 
to be free from all anartas. It wasn't a prerequisite to be in Krishna Prem or to be in Bhav, to go back to Godhead. Prabhupada, on many occasions, made statements, uh, like in one, he says, Risi Uchu, the saintly personality, speaks. And he gives the example of how, in the case of Hiranyakasipu, who asked for all these benedictions, not to die in the day, not in the night, not inside, not outside, not on the ground, not in the air, not by any, any animal, not by any demon or demigod, and so on. So he had a long list. And, uh, and finally, we see that Lord Brahma gave that benediction, yes, granted. And then we see how the Supreme Lord, as Lord Nishingadev, upheld. Uh, he upheld that, uh, the words of Lord Brahma. Prabhupada says, yes, Rishi Uchu, upholding the words of the saintly person. So, if the saintly person says, uh, chant 16 rounds and follow four regulative principles, and you'll go back to Godhead, then you have to go. In this way, Prabhupada speaks. So, there are many examples where Prabhupada speaks about going back to Godhead, uh, even for even in the conditioned state of devotional service, from the position of a sadhaka. So that's very revolutionary. Huh? But he said it again and again. Yes, he said it in Portland, according to Dina Bandhu, if he chants 16 rounds for regulated principles, huh? then you will go back to Godhead. I guarantee it, I guarantee it, I guarantee it. Right? Um, <clears throat> so, what dynamics are at work? Um, obviously, the uh, the added mercy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Kutanshina Smiteyas Minduskaram Sukaram Bhavit, um, which gives uh, extraordinary results, even if uh, if devotional service is only uh, performed a little. Um, the added mercy of Prabhupada, his prayer. Hmm. So all these factors are, are there. And uh, so my topic, being, being great faith, being great conviction, um, that when it is said, Namo Mahavananyaya Krishna Prema Padayate Krishnaya Krishna Chaitanya Namna Gauritrishna Maha, that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu particularly came for this purpose of distributing love of God freely to all, to the most fallen, uh, but that then there is one hitch, ha ha ha, only very few attain it, ha ha. So you distribute it to all, but then very few attain it. No, he distributes it to all in some way or other. Uh, which ultimately can mean that the latest point where one might get love of God is at the door of the spiritual world, right? At the entrance point, because there, love of God is the natural state of being. So going back to Godhead is, is the equivalent of 
of being going to the spiritual world is the equivalent of getting love of God. Yeah. So this uh, conviction um, is is presented by Srila Prabhupada and is really uh, the hope-giving foundation of this movement, where one basically has to be faithful. Uh, we may not chant in pure love of God, but we have to be faithful and faithful and loyal. Now faithful in the in the sense of loyal uh, to in a loyal way chant our um, our rounds every day, no matter what. Uh, hell or high water, just chant. Just chant the prescribed quota, 16 minimum. And somehow or other, uh, take material desires or not, take shelter of the four regulative principles and have the, um, and seek the support to be able to follow these four regulative principles. Um, it's not to be expected <coughs> that we can just follow four regulated principles um, automatically. Um, I have uh, sometimes given an example and, uh, that in the material world, when we are performing a task every day, we become very expert at it. In India, you have these people in restaurants who make chapatis without a roller, you know, and they just move with their hand very quick in the air, and, and it's a chapati, right? They start with a bowl, and they just move the hand like this, and next there's a chapati, and they just like, throw it onto a hot plate on the tawa, and, and, uh, and so on. They are like uh, inconceivable, right? I mean, for us, it's like... <coughs> try to roll a chapati and it looks like Australia. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's like, <clears throat> it's difficult. So, uh, it's, uh, yeah. Uh, so in the material world, we get a certain skill. And as we get experienced, we, it's easier, faster, and so on. It takes less effort. But spiritually, it's, it just seems to be the opposite. It seems to be like, like Sachinanda Maharaj came to me and said, you know, 16 rounds is just not enough. Right? Oh, most, of the like, most people go like, 16 rounds is too much, huh? but now because it's just not enough. Yeah. Um, so over time, there's just a need for more nourishment. Therefore, we hear more. Huh? And the Dumna Maharaj did his puja and it took one and a half hours. And they go like, whoa, one and a half hours, Maharaj, that's substantial. He goes, I got to do something, you know, I got to do something to overcome the influence of the material energy. Uh, so it is like that. With, with time, we realize that we need to make a greater endeavor in our spiritual life. We need more nourishment. We need more 
more depth, the same kind of mechanical chanting that seemed to keep us going for years doesn't work anymore. Yes, that is the nature of bhakti. It, it demands more and more. Therefore, just uh, chant 16 rounds and follow for regulated principles is not exactly where it stops. Right? It requires a whole, uh, a whole way of life. It requires a whole cultivation. It requires uh, ample, ample nourish, nourishment, inspiration, um, as, association, pilgrimages. It requires sacrifice in service. It requires uh, many things, really, to be able to just fulfill, to just faithfully chant every day without fail, to faithfully com- keep the regulative principles without slips, without fall downs, without a little accident. Right? So, uh, so, but yet, <coughs> having outlined all that, it is humanly possible. Right? It is humanly possible. I was thinking sometimes, are the four regulative principles and 16 rounds, is that really a, the program for the whole world? You know, this movement is the movement supposedly to give shelter to the whole world. And is that how the whole world, is really the whole world going to be able to do that? Or is it just for some special souls who have some special karma uh, who can do it? Well, uh, yes, yes and no. Uh, Some people may struggle due to some karmic uh, handicap. And for them, there are also verses in the Bhagavad Gita, which basically said, if you can't, can't, can't do that, then, then do service. Um, like that, there are other options for those who cannot follow everything. But the point is, though, that um, it becomes possible. Because the process in, in itself is empowering. From bhakti comes bhakti. Therefore, bhakti is empowering. Bhakti is not just the process we follow, but bhakti will awaken strength within our heart, genuine attachment to Krishna and genuine detachment from matter. And because of that attachment to Krishna and and Krishna's devotees, it becomes possible to to maintain um, these spiritual standards. Hmm. And so, uh, and so anyone can become empowered. So, and this is also something I used to explain how in the Netherlands we have uh, lots of water and uh, around the farm fields, there, there's a little canal, just uh, not very wide, one and a half meters or something, around 
separating two fields. And each field has some drainage pipes in them, and they drain water off into that canal. So a way to keep the fields dry. And if you look from the sky as you're flying into Amsterdam, it's like a network of, uh, of, of little canals right, everywhere. So we used to uh, go to these fields and we used to jump over the over the canals you know as boys like uh, okay one and a half meter yeah no problem then there's one that's two meters okay let's go there's one who just jumps with one foot into the water right yes now it's getting good you know the fun has started and then there's a big one three meters okay who's ready for that you know what i mean like uh, you go first you know like nah you, know. you go first you know yeah come on anyway and of course sometimes someone jumps in the water and it's like which is lots of fun um, that's what it's about of course and uh, but you know, when you come to, yeah, we were kids, and then you come to one of five meters, and then you know, like, okay, you know, can't do this, you know. So everybody has their natural uh, conceptions of what we can do and what we cannot do. We all have our, an idea, this I can do, but that, no. That, that's, that's not going to be possible. Like that. But all these values change because in devotional service. Because devotional service itself is empowering. And because it is empowering, uh, and it is said by Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur that the empowerment is empowerment with knowledge and empowerment with happiness with the chit shakti and the ananda shakti. So because there is a certain amount of happiness in Krishna consciousness, that's the attachment, it brings us a certain amount of satisfaction and happiness. Therefore, we become powerful. Uh, once one who wears the shoes of satisfaction doesn't feel the thorns on his path. Yes. So this is very important. Um, therefore, in spiritual life, uh, there has to be satisfaction. Like sometimes brahmacharis ask the question of like, how to stay a brahmachari? It's not so easy <coughs> because the statistics are against you. But how to do it? You have to be happy. You know, there has to be some happiness in life. If you're going to be renounced, uh, there has to be happiness in renunciation. How can you be, be renounced when there's no happiness? Right? Then you're just sitting there, then it's very dry and very austere, and then austerity becomes the, the central focus, and that austerity is like adding weight. Uh, you try and, uh, you know, unload a truck of bricks in the beginning, a normal man can take, can take 10 bricks. 10. But, you know, you cannot keep on taking 10 bricks. At the end, cannot take 10 bricks anymore. 
That's why in the beginning you don't take ten bricks, you take less, because you've got to make it till the end. Uh, I used to take a vacation job at the post and I had to load trains with with mail bags, you know, and they were like between 20 and 30 kilos. Well, after a few weeks, you know, I have no muscles left. Gosh, super intense. But it paid really well. So, it was a tough job, but it paid. And then in three weeks or four weeks, I could make enough money to last me six months in India. So, it was worth it. Yeah, the, um, so anyway, austerity, excuse me, um, one second, water, water. That is too big. Uh I lost my screen. Yeah, do something. This is not coming. This is one of those saying that it's connecting when it's not connecting. That's right. Yeah, it seems to be back. Recording in progress. It's all going on, Skokalesh. She already did it. It works. He wanted to put you on his um, his uh, hotspot. His anyway, if it works, it works. Why, why, why make it better when it is now on somebody's hotspot? I'm no longer on Hare Krishna 4G. Are we on? Yeah, no, you're on Hare Krishna 4G. Am I online? No. Now. Hare Krishna, am I back? No. Um, no, audio is not back. It's an animation. If I do it myself, then... Or on my own computer, then I don't have these problems. I'm not unmuted. 
Why is it not possible to unmute? Huh? He also got disconnected. I cannot unmute here. Why? Are you not an organizer? Not that today because he is the host. Oh, if someone else is the host now. Did I just message him and tell him to unmute? Unmute, Maharaj. Unmute Maharaj or you'll be shot. <laughs> God, please unmute me. Why are we using two things instead of one? Before, I always did it with my own iPad on one machine for two years, and I could unmute myself, which I kind of like. The problem is there doesn't seem to be a host of this meeting now. That's why we can't unmute. Yeah. Because there's no host. I mean, it's that person, but then that person's not unmuting. Who is that person? Okay. Who is the host now? I've tried to be unmuted for the next 10 minutes, last 10 minutes. And, and oh, co-hosts, whoever you are, when you see that I'm muted, you have to do, when I'm making faces and moving my hands and blowing big cheeks, it means I'm getting fried. <laughs> and then I'm not sending well wishes in your direction. <laughs> of course, on another level I do, but Raja Bhakti has to unmute me when I'm muted, right? since it says that she's the host. Now I'm a co-host. Very good. So I always wanted to be a co-host. <coughs> Better than a ghost. Um, now, back to being more serious. Um, so I'm sorry for the little intermat. So, um, yeah, I'm talking about this, this faith and conviction because I feel that uh, we should ourselves... Uh, be very sure that uh, success in spiritual life is within our reach and not that it is somewhere, something so high that there's just a few rare souls who are somehow or other powering away like our spiritual masters and isn't it amazing and what they're doing and how can they do it all and wow. And, you know, but it's like impossible to follow kind of thing. Uh, no. Um, 
actually perfection is within the reach of all and within our reach. So we as individuals can actually attain perfection in spiritual life, in this life. And all it requires is that we are loyally applying ourselves to to these regulated principles. Now, it it also doesn't mean that if someone uh, has some has or had some difficulty in their life with these principles that they're forever bent, you know, sorry, you didn't follow it for a lifetime, another birth type of thing. No, but there has to be a sincere desire, a sincere desire to get out of the material world, a sincere desire to serve, We have to faithfully follow uh, our spiritual practices, our vows, and we have to avoid offending the Vaishnavas. And if that is done, then everything is lined up. And that faith has to be there. Um, And in this way, um, it's each one of us is, is well situated now. And each one of us can do it now. And of course, we're looking for inspiration, but it also doesn't require a special magic. Uh, it also doesn't require that the, the spiritual master sends a special ray of mercy for us so that, you know, it, it, whatever special mercy may come, may come. But if we just faithfully carry on, Oh. You've been signed out because your poem is signed in <gasps> Yeah, of course. Uh, so okay. Well that's that's my team for the day and now I want questions. And I take questions from the floor because I have a floor full of people to begin with. Yes, group me. Mentioning empowerment in devotional service, and I'm, I'm thinking that five meter dike. A five meter dike? The, the dip, whatever. The five meter jump. Oh, jump, not dike, canal. A canal. We're jumping over, not jumping over a dike. We're jumping over a canal. Great. So, uh, empowerment in devotional service feels like somewhere in mid-flight. You're going to grow wings that's going to take you across. And, and it's confusing for a sadhaka because well, how to know where we're at now, you know, to accept where we're at, which is different from where the goal is. And then somewhere in behind. Yeah, you know, like we have all kinds of people, you know. Some people are bold, right? And they venture out and others are like chickens. And <laughs> what to do? And it's said in, in the Chaitanya Charitamrita that different birds are flying on different levels in the sky. And I'm telling you, we even have flying chickens in this movement. Right? So, in other words, uh, everyone gets empowered. Of course, if you make a special effort, you might get special mercy. But... 
this movement is special and everyone is part of it and everyone uh, you'll see over time how much uh, it really makes a difference and just give it more time you'll be surprised in your as you it just just uh, yeah over the years it all accrues our devotional service and our spiritual bank balance. That will empower us, undoubtedly. Undoubtedly. And it will empower us enough to maintain, to maintain the spiritual standards. So it's not like, how can I maintain this? We become sufficiently empowered to maintain spiritual standards. That's it. And if we... Uh, but we need to take the nourishment that it requires and the protection that it requires. In the 11th canto, there is this example of a, a sannyasi who previously was a miserly businessman and in his life he didn't satisfy so many people. And then once he takes sannyas, but he takes sannyas later in his life. And uh, when he does take sannyas, he is being tested. I mean, sometimes people steal his Danda, they spit upon him, and they even urinate upon him. And so it is. there's a verse which says that even if we are spat upon, even if we're urinated upon, we have to keep ourselves safe on the spiritual platform. So that emphasis is there. And so when, you, when you're in doubt, then don't do. I gave the example that in Australia uh, we used to in marathons, go anywhere and everywhere and go to the last place open. And the last place open were the prostitutes. And we were selling paintings. So, for the first time in my life, I went to the prostitutes, which was intense. Because I came to this house with flashing lights, rang the doorbell, and this girl in silver hot pants and a purple blouse with a cut to the navel says, you know, Hi, guys. <laughs> and, uh, and we came in through a corridor and into a lounge. And there were more girls. And they were all like, hi, guys. And then, uh, well, then I said, uh, well, actually, uh, we are uh, showing around some paintings uh, tonight. You know what I mean? Ah, salesman, you know. So a whole bunch of the girls went to their rooms in the back. But a couple stayed and we spoke to them and they were interested. And, and then they made a selection of paintings and then they said they wanted the paintings, but they said they didn't have any money. He said, but we can work something out. They said, and we, I said, no, no, the boss is not going to like that. So then the girl said, "If okay, if you want money, no problem, but then you have to stay, and we'll make the money, and then we'll pay you. So I stayed there the whole night. Of course, you know, I also sort of found out they were just lonely girls, and they just uh, had a rotten life, you know. So I was just trying to be nice to them and became their friend for the night, and, uh, you know, and they worked very well. <laughs> and I sold all my paintings. But I didn't do that again. 
and felt this may be a bit too far for me. This may be a bit too much. Yeah, maybe this is not right. But previously, devotee did many bold things. Now we are very careful. And previously, the focus was very much on the mission and on preaching and book distribution and whatever. And, uh, yeah, devotees would go everywhere. And uh, that gave them a lot of mercy, obviously. That was the source of strength in those days. Now we're putting more emphasis on regulated sadhana, hearing, chanting, all these things. A combination of both, I would say. Okay, I got Krishna Bhumi and Rajajana. Can we unmute them? Or can I unmute them if I'm a co-host? I cannot do it. If you ask them to unmute. I have to ask them. They have to click unmute. Oh God. They're not doing it. Unmute please. Unmute please. Do it. Yeah, Hare Krishna to you too. Well, um, we should think of when Lord Chaitanya has the long hair and he's dancing, that's before taking sannyas. It should be like that. After sannyas, he's supposed to be shaven. So if you get the sannyasi with the long hair, then they are not showing Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as he was as a sannyasi. Uh, we're not fanatic about that, but... Uh, but Lord Chaitanya also danced before taking sannyas in Navadvip. Yeah. So, and there, the hair was long. Okay, next question. Yeah, take one from the floor. You had said that we need um, loyalty, faith, and happiness also accordingly on our path. So I was wondering, could you share some of the happy 
Well, you know, for me, the real happiness is experienced when I see that uh, that I can be uh, instrumental in uh, in other in other people's Krishna consciousness. That if by my efforts, you know, they become uh, somehow or other enthusiastic or get some taste. That is, uh, that's very inspiring. That's where uh, I get the juice. And uh, yeah, some, uh, some experiences like that, you know, I mean, to see, uh, to see how uh, poor and destitute people in squatter camps in Africa are taking up the chanting, I mean, and how it's, it's entering their life. Yes, that is very uh, amazing to see, right? How people, how can actually change their lives. And the same way in our lives. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's where the juice is, that's where the excitement is. And it's the old, the bliss of the Sankirtan devotee, you know. I mean, yeah, I mean, Last last summer, when you were distributing a book and that guy sat down to read it, you were pretty excited, right? That he was actually reading the book, <coughs> book that you had this, had given him. Yeah, it's pretty nice. It's <coughs> okay, your question. Maharaj, you were telling that over the time, like Bhakti demands more and more. But like it is told that uh, whatever we do in our bhakti, we are we are feeling that hundred percent sent by sent slowly slowly. Hundred this I missed this part. Hundred percent what? Like our bhakti account is eternal and it is feeling slowly slowly slowly. So it should be like. No, our bhakti account is increasing, but also with it, our attachment to Krishna is increasing, and with this, also our eagerness is increasing, and therefore we need more and more and more. We need more juice. Then you come to a point and say, sixteen rounds. What is it? Just start it. Half an hour of kirtan, you know. Can you do 20 minutes of kirtan? No. No. I cannot do 20 minutes of kirtan. I cannot. It's impossible. You know? I can do two hours of kirtan, but not 20 minutes of kirtan. Forget it. Don't want to do 20 hours of kirtan. 20 minutes of kirtan. I want to do two hours at least. 
Now you're talking. It's not enough, 20 minutes. It's nothing. You're not even taking off yet. It's like a plane hasn't even reached cruising altitude. 20 minutes. Forget it. Sometimes I come somewhere, they tell me, yes, and then you can do 20 minutes kirtan, you can do... uh, you can do two minutes of Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. <laughs> then, then you can do uh, four minutes of Govinda Jaya Jaya. I go, do it yourself. <laughs> yeah, I can't do that. Vaisheshika Prabhu was reading not one chapter, two chapters of Chaitanya Charitamrita every day. That's a lot. That's a lot of reading. So over time, you want more. Okay, yes. Radhika Naga. We were talking about the empowerment that comes with the taste. And I was thinking that how do we know, we've seen so many times that we may be acting beyond our level. We may acting on it? Beyond the level that we're on. Okay. And, and that is counterproductive on the long term. So how do we know, how do we find that balance? What is it genuine, you know? practice and not something which may be like some kind of spiritual bypass, you know, we're acting on a level that we're not on and then later on it comes out. Some fall down or something. So sometimes we're acting uh, more advanced than we are beyond our level and how can we guard against this? Um, I think we are more safe when we are just uh, focusing on being a preacher. Yeah, because if we just simply try to give Krishna consciousness to others and make that our focus and not think so much, what level am I on? Yeah. Uh, you know, this whole question, where am I now? you know, on the scale from Strata to Prem, uh, is not so important. Let's just try and be an instrument of giving Krishna consciousness to others, and, uh, and automatically things will, uh, uh, will be connected, protected, will, be, uh, will become purified, and will... Uh, mm. But I think when we are shifting more towards bhajan, right, then we begin to ask that question more. Where am I on the scale from Sada to Prem? So um, I'm not speaking out against bhajan because it is also said uh, that a, a preacher is or a ghosty anandi is is a uh, 
is a is a bhajana nandi who is sharing with others. So bhajan must be there, deep absorption in hearing, chanting, and so on. But if you start to put the focus there, um, then I think we start to dwell more on how advanced we are and so on. So I think the focus should remain on on, uh, on the preaching mission. And that tends to keep us uh, on the ground, you know. There we meet ourselves. Yeah? When you're doing books, it's like, uh, you know, I was doing books and uh, somehow or other, I went to a shop and I bought a sweatshirt and it said BBT Sports, you know, and this is just from an ordinary shop. So I just look, you know, Krishna is sending me this, I'm a Sankirtan devotee. You know? then, then I got a hat and in the hat there was a label and it said uh, the whole big universe. Because, you know, like, yeah, you know, Sankatan, Paramvitai, Teshi, Krishna Sankirtana, Sankatan hat, Sankatan jacket. After two days, I lost that, uh, that, uh, that jacket and the hat. And I bought a new one, and on the new one it said INQ. I knew what it meant. Is not qualified. And that jacket, I couldn't get rid of. <laughs> And it wouldn't wear out. It just, just stayed good for years. And I just kept on walking with this INQ. Is not qualified. Yeah. Hmm. Krishna makes arrangements. Yeah. Um, okay, one online. Adi Ganga. And Pandava. Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj. Very enthusiastically serving you. And this today's class is very um, inspirational. Even we have a chance, that's the hope. But as, could you could you kindly dispel this tiny doubt in my mind because in past we know so many exalted devotees in Pava or let's say in Iskon, like uh, Jayananda Prabhu. And Shabrapada's first letter, he said, if he had any material desires, he went to heavenly planets. And Jayananda is like a hundred times more advanced than we are. And could you kindly dispel this doubt? Mm. Yes. And Jayananda, of course, a second letter came and said there was Kirtan at the time of his departure. And Prabhupada said, oh, Kirtan. Then he surely went back to Godhead. So we may need the help of our friends, right? As much as possible. We are a community. So we live in the community of Vaishnavas. We live in the community of Vaishnavas. We get the mercy of the Vaishnavas. But Srila Prabhupada many times after that um, and before that, said that we can go back to Godhead this lifetime. 
if we are faithfully chanting. So I think we should uh, keep our faith there. Yeah. And the warning about the heavenly planets, well, yes, we should not uh, pursue sense gratification. The uh, tenth offense is to maintain material attachments even after receiving so many instructions in this matter. So I give the example of, uh, of like having a dog, you know, and you have this, sometimes you see these little dogs, they have very short legs and a real fat body, right? And they're on some line, you know, like, you know, the kind of dog I'm talking about, right? Um, in Dutch, we have a word for it, but I, I wouldn't know it in English, you know. A roll mops. <laughs> yeah, for the Dutch ones amongst us. Uh, anyway, uh, some real fat little dog. So, maintaining material desires means when we are feeding our material desires, when we give in to them again and again, then they become they become fat, they become, a, become an obstacle. But if we are having material desires, an akama, sarva kama, vamoksha kama, udharati, trivena, bhakti yogena, yeta purusham param, whether we have material desires or not, we just engage in devotional service, then these material desires will not become obstacles yes, in our going back to Godhead. So this is the point. But if we, if we keep on investing in our material desires, yeah, and feeding them, yeah, then we have a problem. So let's just live a spiritual life. Uh, what's so good in the material world that it's worth it to come back for? What? What is it? What is it? What is so good? Think about it. Nothing is that good that you would want to take another birth for. I mean, you, you know what it means, another birth, right? Again, so much suffering. So let's, uh, let's not invest in, these, uh, in, in this, these desires for sense gratification that may remain. It's not worth it. Right? It's not worth it. And even if we would give in to it, we'll never be satisfied. And then, you know, there's a culture, and there's a culture in Krishna consciousness with a certain etiquette and a certain sadhana and so on. But then, over time, it is feel, I cannot conform to this anymore. This is just too suffocating. You know, a whole life of just these rules and rules and rules and rules. I can't live like this anymore. I have to be a little bit more natural. Yeah, but which nature are we talking about now? Higher nature or lower nature? Um, we can be natural, but only the higher nature, not the lower nature. We're trying to overcome this lower nature and trying to embrace the higher nature. So let's just engage in activities of the higher nature and then the activities of the lower nature will die off. Hmm. Okay, anyone else? Oh, I just have a question. You've been speaking about faith. 
often hear devotees say one should have unflinching faith in their guru. One should have unflinching faith in one's guru. What does that mean? Um, to have unflinching faith in your guru is is uh, is easy when your guru is Srila Prabhupada, and maybe not so easy when your guru is not Srila Prabhupada. Um, unflinching. Um, you could take the dictionary with it, but I'll play dictionary for you as good as good a dictionary as I am. And unflinching means that uh, there is no compromise, uncompromised, yeah, no deviation. So, full faith, full faith in the spiritual master. Well, it is said, Guru Krishna Rupa Haya Shastra Praman, Guru Rupa Krishna Kripa Karena Bhakta Gan, that Krishna. He enters into the relationship between guru and disciple. And it is Krishna who acts through the spiritual master and delivers the disciple. So now you see the whole uh, miracle of the guru-disciple relationship doesn't just depend on, is my guru a super guru or is he just a regular guru? Hmm? Hmm? Yeah. So, you know, regular gurus, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <coughs> you have to have a super guru. Yeah. Um, no, let's just see. Krishna acts. He acts through the spiritual master. Therefore, gurus are not amateur. We should never see him like an ordinary human being. Therefore, whatever the spiritual master says, we should not take it cheaply. We should give it importance. You know, it's like the Jayat Vajramar is in, in, in the relationship. Uh, one time we're in Mayapur and he asks me to bring, uh, he asked me to bring Nagaraj and his wife to Calcutta. No, Nagaraj has been around, you know, a long time, right? He's a disciple of Prabhupada. But I'm bringing them to, to Calcutta on the Mayapur bus, and then from there with a taxi to a certain address. And Jayadvaita was just going in a car with Bhakti Churumaraj. So, okay, brought him to that house of Bhakti Churumaraj's disciple. And then, uh, then as they came, um, I had to go and change my ticket. In those days, you couldn't do it online. And I had a taxi waiting, and the meter was running of the taxi. So I came in the house and I'm thinking, you know, I'm paying, right? There's a meter running here. So I'm kind of like a uh, little, you know. So there's a, a, a servant in the house who offers Nagaraj and his wife a room, you know. And I say, and Jayadvaita March is, is just upstairs, you know. One flight up and the door is on the left, right? I said to him, okay. I went out, got my taxi, went to change my ticket, come back an hour later, and uh, as I go up to Jayadvaita Maharaj's room, I get flames, you know. I mean, like, a big beam of flames coming out of his mouth. Why didn't you bring Nagaraj? He's just like, I brought him. He says, no, you didn't bring him. I said, okay, uh, how I didn't bring him? 
you know. So it's like, how didn't I bring him? You know, I brought him. He said, like, uh, no, you didn't bring him. You didn't bring him here. And then I was thinking, okay, yeah, I didn't bring him right in front of him because I thought that Nagaraj was old enough to get up the stairs by himself, you know. <laughs> I thought so. I, I, uh, but uh, so I, I, I thought I'd done the job, you know. He could get up the stairs and go to that room. But he didn't do that. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, what to do with that? Well, what I did with it was I started to think, yeah, I should not take everything as casual. Whatever I'm doing for my spiritual master, I should give it really special attention. Whatever it is, I should treat it, even if it's a so-called ordinary thing, I should treat it with special attention. And I'm trying to do that. I'm trying to do that. Yeah, next. You spoke of low modes and high modes. I spoke of lower nature and lower, higher nature. Lower nature and higher nature, yes. Uh, we are often struggling to give up our lower nature and get hold of the higher nature, but uh, what's a smarter way to crack a balance? I'll give an example. Say that, okay, we're following the four regular principles, 16 rounds, but on the weekend we're also watching Netflix. We're following the four regulated principles, but on the weekend we're also watching Netflix. Yeah, what to do? What are we going to do now? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, what happens if you watch Netflix? Ta -da, ta -da, ta -da, ta -da. Yeah, well, I have that story about uh, Gandhi and Gandhi's, uh, uh, one of the leaders in Gandhi's party. And Gandhi was celibate, and a leader in his party also was celibate. So he had been celibate for 20 years. A political armed enemy tried to make that leader in the party fall down by sending a prostitute. Prostitute, you know, took notes and made sure that everything was visible and did everything she could to agitate his mind. He became uh, agitated, but nothing happened with the prostitute. But that night he went for the first time in 20 years to the bedroom of his wife. So the, the thing I learned from there was that deceit goes in in one situation and it fructifies in another. That's the risk of your Netflix. You pick up seeds that may fructify somewhere else. If you watch mundane movies. Now, a lot of people watch mundane movies and uh, um, it's not that you're necessarily going to fall down because the power of devotional service is such that it may protect you even from those seeds. Uh, but it certainly will nourish your desires to enjoy in this world, to enjoy matter. 
and therefore I don't want I don't watch Netflix. I've never watched Netflix. I don't watch the movies on the plane. Now, having said that, when my neighbor is watching a movie, <laughs> that's more difficult. Because it's right in your face, you know? So I don't have the movie on, but my neighbor does. And then it does go like Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Okay, so I did see a few movies like that, but without the earphones, right? But, uh, but yeah, what to do? Or well, one time I was in a plane with a big screen, and I was sitting right in front of this big screen, and a Spider-Man in front of me, so I was just like, <laughs> just hanging off a building. Impossible, impossible. So sometimes it's 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 overwhelming, and when you're on a plane and there are six, there, there's there's fifteen different movies in your sight, you're gonna see something. What to do? Ajamya saw a sudra embracing a sudrani and fell down. Now in this age. If we would fall down after seeing that, we, we wouldn't survive one day. Right? The stuff we have to see goes a lot further. Now we have the special protection of Lord Chaitanya. But don't push it. Two senior devotees went to Saint-Tropez, to the beach. And one said to the other, I guess we've taken it to the edge. They did. They changed ashram. In uh, an unorthodox way. What to do? In the Himalayas, you see these people, and they stand with, on, on, on the edge, on the edge of a big drop, with their back to the drop. Yeah? I wouldn't advise you to do that. I, would, I myself, I stay at least one meter from the edge. So, forget it. Don't do it. Now that you brought it up. <laughs> now I'm here to spoil the fun. Forget it. Okay, I see Sri Hari. Loud and clear, unmute and whatever it takes. And speak up. Yes. Oh, glories, oh, glories. And, Ma, I just want, I just had a question. Just oh. Um, let you know that um, I will be in Vrindavan next month. Okay. I'm not sure if I will be in Vrindavan next month. I'm thinking, I'm thinking of escaping. I'm thinking of going to uh, New York. 
<laughs> to tell you the truth, I'm sitting here, you know what I mean, waiting for the cows to come home. And it's, uh, it's a little boring, and I still have too much energy. So I thought, what if I go for a couple of weeks to, uh, to New York? <laughs> uh, early December. Okay. Because I just wanted to ask if you require anything uh, from London. Uh, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. Yeah. Check with Krishna Kirtan. Yeah. 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 If you need something from London, definitely. Thank you. Some goodies from London, yes. Would I consider stopping in Amsterdam on the way to New York? Yes, I considered it. No. No, I'm not going to South Africa. Hawaii? Well, Hawaii would mean I would go on the, uh, on the bigger ticket. From to New York to Mexico to Colombia to Hawaii to Australia and then back. <laughs> That's that ticket. Yeah, then Maipur is also possible if you do that. California. California. God. California. Reminds me of Calicorn Flakes for some reason. California. Don't know. I'm an East Coast man. Never had it with the West Coast. Everyone's enjoying on the West Coast. And on the East Coast, everyone's busy doing stuff, you know. So I'm more an East Coast person. Yeah. Anyway, it started in New York. They got five shades you can in California. Kiraj Maharaj. Huh? Who else? So many. California. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway, those were some ideas. Uh, any other question? Yeah. We know that uh, astrology is part of the Vedic science of astrology. Yeah. But how much as, as devotees should we rely on that and, and making use of certain tools to remove obstacles that are part of devotional service? Astrology, it has uh, said that. Uh, Astrology has everything to do with what takes birth, and therefore it has nothing to do with the soul. So, that puts it in perspective. So that's how much we have to do with astrology. I mean, the priority is the soul, right? But sometimes there's something to do with the body, and so then you use a little astrology. Like now, 
I looked at a little astrology. When could be the day that I'm going to die? I said, well, are there any days in my chart that look particularly, particularly bad? Uh, so then you can look at astrology. For now, it's okay. So, when you marry someone, you can look at the astrology compatibility. And if the chart says that the person is like Dracula, then it may not be a good, good idea to marry that person. Even if he's a prince. Prince Dracula. Anyone else? The Krishna Karnamrita is a text that describes uh, describes love of God, and uh, it's a more intimate text. That's why it became less prominent in in or less in the foreground than the uh, Brahma Samhita, which is echoing the uh, philosophy of the Bhagavatam. But the Krishna Karnamrita is describing uh, the nature of pure love. And as such, it's, uh, yeah, it's a book we read um, to get a better understanding. At, at this stage, it may not be our exclusive reading yet, because that's for uh, the Mahabhagavats. For us, it's more a book that we take note of, so we understand better what Krishna Prem is, and then uh, we carry on. Whereas the Brahma Samhita is obviously, yeah, very central to us because it gives us uh, a quick overview of the whole philosophy of Krishna consciousness. Uh, okay, let's uh, let's let's do a few more online to Lasitoshani. <coughs> I have to unmute. She was unmuted, and then she muted again. Okay. Is it okay now? Yeah. Okay. Please accept my humble obeisances. Yeah. I'm going to say Prabhupada. Um, yeah, my question is regarding what you're saying about, like, uh, depending on what level we are and the, the different um, challenges or yadyas that we, uh, we do. Um, like, uh, when you are responsible of someone, like, say, a child, and the child is not ready to follow everything that you follow. Uh, is it possible to make some compromise? Let's say, like, uh, I don't buy more like restaurant things, but sometimes my daughter, she's like, oh, you know, because I used to a while ago uh, go to restaurants with her sometimes, and now she's kind of nostalgic about that. 
and I was wondering if it's okay if sometimes if I buy to her something I and I don't buy anything for me. Um, although you know I, I try to uh, compete and uh, and and cook good stuff for her, so in this way she doesn't desire anymore like the restaurants. Yeah, what can you do? What can you do? You know, like, yeah, sometimes for your kids you have to be in Maya. That's that's why I took sannyas, so I don't have to have kids. It's, but in your case, yeah, no, you, you like, naturally, Kids sometimes wanna wanna look at a movie and they wanna wanna yeah eat in a restaurant or whatever. So you have to use your intelligence in these things. I cannot. It it's, it it doesn't seem to make sense to me to sit here like the the dictator Swami who like says. No, 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 Maya, Maya, Maya. I think just as a mother, you have to figure it out. How much... It says in the 11th canto that when you have a horse and you have reins on the horse, you cannot always hold the reins tight. Sometimes you have to give the horse a little room to run. Yeah, but at the same time, not just running here and there and everywhere, but you got to give the, the horse some room to just run. It's a horse, after all. Makes sense. Yeah. But she really likes that. She loves the cakes in the temple, so at least... There you go. Fire. Some good cakes. Buy her lots of cakes from the temple. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, now I've come to the point where uh, I have to choose somebody because I'm at the end. I'm going to stop. So this is the last question. Um, so I, I think Trino. Trino, what are you up to? Okay, okay. Thank you for inspiring me in my consciousness. Uh, how do I inspire others or assist them, uh, like close family members or friends? Give them some Krishna. Give them Krishna in some way or other. In the form of prasadam, in the, in the form something Krishna related. That's all. Sometimes direct, sometimes indirect. Prasadam is more indirect, you know. You can read out something. Say, here, I just read this. It's really interesting. And you read something. You just walk into the room and say, listen to what I just read. It's really interesting. There, depending on the situation. Hmm. Depending on the situation, you know. How much can they take? I don't know your family. It's like with my family, I, I cannot be preachy. So, but 
So I don't do that. You know, I don't preach to them. You know, I leave it up to them you know, to to find out. So sometimes you have to give them some space. That's one way. And sometimes you can give them Krishna. So whatever way works. That you have Thank to you do. So A handwritten letter from Manju Krishna. And can I can I kindly answer? I've seen something, but it was quite a while ago, and I don't know where it went, Manju Krishna, and I can't remember now exactly what it was. So, uh, you're complicated. Handwritten letters are difficult. Can't you just uh, get my uh, my WhatsApp number from, from one of the devotees and just send me something on WhatsApp or by email if you have to, kkswami at gmail. Then I get it, you know, for sure. And then it stays on my phone and then I can... Uh, I got kicked out. So, goodbye. Hmm? Party's over. Okay, that was it. <laughs> it, it's it's on time, yeah. Very good. Well, thank you very much for visiting. It's nice that you all fit in my flat now. That's encouraging. Then we can do more often. We can gather here, do something. Yeah, well, you know. <coughs> The meeting has been ended by the host. Yeah, that's good. It's over. Hare Krishna. Any comments? Any closing words, Radesha? Vaisheshika uh, Prabhu has a really nice closing word. He says, um, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. <laughs> <laughs> Smart. But on a, on a spiritual note, um, you said that something that's enlivening to you is when you when you see someone, um, or something that pleases you is when you see someone enlivened by what you say by your kirtans. And uh, I'm only here a couple more days, but I did want to say that I'm, I'm extremely enlivened and, and appreciative of the time I got to spend. And I, I look forward to uh, Bahulavan tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much, Maharaj. You're going on the bus or you're going on the in the car? Uh, last time you told me I could run behind. <laughs> <laughs> the bus, yeah. Well, I, I think I'll take the bus. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Good, good, good. Yeah. And Praveen is okay now? He, he, yeah. he, he's, he's functional. Yeah, he got out of bed a couple of days ago and huh. walked around and it was like uh, the miracle of Christ. Uh-huh. <laughs> I see. Yeah, he was, really, he was really down for the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, it goes like that. But then you get to drip and then you're okay. Yeah.
Okay. Yeah, thanks. Uh, shut it down or whatever. Take it away. The thing.